Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let go, big fellow. It was near twilight when the Lone Ranger and Tonto drew rein at the mission. Their old friend, the Padre, who had been told of their approach by one of his Indian converts, met them at the door with a greeting. Welcome, my son. It's good to see you again, Padre. Will you not dismount? Thank you. Well, what brings you back to my humble mission? Not trouble, I hope. <laughs> no, Padre. I'm in need of silver bullets and horseshoes. I expected Jim, the man who makes them for me, to send you a supply so I could pick it up without going out of my way. I received a letter from a man named Jim last week. He wrote that he would send a box of such supplies to the mission and ask me to hold it for you. The shipment would arrive on today's stagecoach. Look, dust cloud on trail. The stage is coming. The driver isn't sparing his horses. Kimosabe, me see feller lying on top. Must be the shotgun guard. Something wrong. Is the coach going to stop? Yes, the driver's setting his brakes. Whoa, 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 whoa. 
Padre! Padre! Say, who is that masked man? Do not be alarmed. He and the Indian are friends of mine. What ails your guard? He's dead. Dead? What happened? Two road agents plugged him. They held us up at the Telecote Creek Bridge. Otto, climb up and take a look at the guard. Oh, let me do that. Otto. Driver, where is the bridge? Five miles west of here. They all who headed south along the creek bank after the holdup. Can you describe them? All I'm sure about is that they had bandanas over their faces. Uh, where are your passengers? I wasn't carrying any. No gold either. Just mail and express and the road agents took all of that. Including a heavy wooden box addressed to you, Padre. It must have been the box from Jim. Mm, in the hands of outlaws, its contents may prove dangerous, my son. Yes, you're right, Padre. Guard dead, Kimosabe. All right, then jump down. Under the saddle, steady, Silver. Easy. Easy, Scott. Easy, fella. Where do you think outlaws go? It's probable that they're now riding downstream in the creek, trying to cover their trail. Now, why do you say downstream? Because the creek flows rapidly down from the mountains. It's very hard to ride against a swift current, as all Westerners know. Isn't that right? Them fellers bound to be in hurry. The creek winds toward the mission. By taking a shortcut, we may be able to head them off. Diver, you better go on to San Marco and notify the sheriff. Right, I'll be in San Marco within an hour. Get on, get on there! Adios, Padre. Adios. God protect you, my son. Monsieur! As the Lone Ranger and Tonto galloped away from the mission, the stage robbers examined their loot on the banks of the creek several miles below the bridge. They were Rawhide Norton and Pony Joe Mills, both wandering outlaws who had no criminal records in that part of the West. Mills shook out the contents of a letter while Norton attempted to open a wooden box. He was saying, Maybe there's some gold in this box. It weighs a plenty. Hey, let me give you a hand. Never mind, I'm getting part of the chop off. Here it comes. Well, skin me alive, just look inside. Uh, nothing but cartridges and horseshoes. We don't need either. Yeah, that holdup was a bust, but it'll cost us our necks if we're caught. Let's get going for us two docks. Hey, hold on. Get this horseshoe. Take a closer squint at it. Thunderation, it's silver. So are the bullets in those cartridges. Where was that box being seen? Yeah, let's see. It was addressed to the padre of a mission down the valley. Why would a padre want silver bullets in horseshoes? Why would he want bullets of any kind? Whoever expressed the stuff must have figured on him holding it for somebody else. I reckon you're right. But that only makes it tougher for us. The somebody else you mentioned may come after us as well as a posse. Yeah. What'll we do, Joe? We're almost broke, and I don't know of another hold-up job in these parts we'd be able to pull. Well, the bullets and horseshoes should be worth something. Yeah, we can't sell the stuff while it's in that shape. It'd be a dead giveaway. Hey, we'll store it in our saddlebags. We'll melt the silver into a bar as soon as we find time. Right. Yeah, hold the bags open. I'll dump part of it in each one. Yeah. All right, go ahead. There go the shoes. Hey, Rawhide, where'd that box come from? The sender's name isn't on it. But it must have been expressed from Margantado. That's where the stage line starts. Between there and the bridge, the coaches only stop to change horses. Yeah, here go the bullets. You know, Rawhide, a fellow who can make bullets and horseshoes out of pure silver must have a scared of it around. He'd make rich pickings. Right. But how are we going to find him? It may not be so hard. We're not yeah. known hereabouts, and the stage driver can't identify us. We'll go to Argentado and listen to what's being said about the holdup. Good idea, Joe. There'll be a plenty of talk about who lost what. We'll soon find out about this box. Yeah, we better get back into the saddle again. Right, easy, easy, boy. We'll take to the water and ride downstream a few miles, then circle back to town. 
All right, come on. Come on. Get, get it. Get it. Get Soon after the outlaws turned their horses into the creek and began following its bed, the Lone Ranger and Tonto reached a point much farther downstream. Their strategy had been well planned, but as darkness closed upon them, an overcast hid the moon. During the tar-black night, Rawhide and Pony Joe took to dry land again without being detected or learning that they had been headed off. With the return of daylight, the masked man and Indian, who had been riding slowly against the current, pulled up. Oh, boy, Oh. Outlaws not come this far, Kimasabi. Perhaps we missed them by reaching the creek too late. And then not pass here. Water clear, shallow. Me not see where hoofs turn stone or scratch it. And they must have left the creek somewhere ahead of us. The banks here plenty low. Make good place to turn out. Look at the upstream bank I'm pointing to, Tonto. Ah. Hoof prints there. And where them go? They lead out of the creek and into a ravine. Head your horse out of the water and we'll follow them. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scott. The sides of the ravine are covered with dwarf cedar. Right, make good place for ambush. But me not think outlaws know we trail them. They'll expect to be hunted by a posse. They may circle around and watch their back trail to learn whether they're being followed. And what we do? I'll keep on tracking them through the open ground. You ride through the cedar breaks. Stay well back and keep pace with me. Me savvy. Get him up, Scout. Come on. A few minutes after Tonto disappeared on one side of the ravine, the outlaws circled back on the other, executing the maneuver which the Lone Ranger had foreseen. Reaching the edge of the evergreen screen, they halted their horses. Oh, 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 you see anything, Rawhide? No. Hey. Now, wait. Look, somebody's coming. A mass man. Maybe he's an owl hoot like us. He acts like he's following the tracks of our horses. What'll we do, plug him? No. Let's take him alive and find out why he's trailing us. He's getting close. Come on, let's rush him. Come on. Get him! Get him! Pull up there! Pull up there, Kelly! You're coming! Get your hands up! The lone ranger, who had anticipated just such an attack, had been riding with his right hand on the butt of a loosened gun. As the stage robbers broke from cover, he drew and fired with a single swift motion. Rawhide's gun fell from his hand as he squawked. Oh, he shot me. You behind him. Drop your gun or you'll get the same. I don't shoot. I'm dropping it. Now dismount and get your hands up. Sure, anything you say. Easy. Oh, my wrist. Easy, steady, Silver. That's only a scratch. Leave it alone. It'll heal fast. I want to know what... Hey, look. Coming. Three men. The sheriff's in the lead. There's a star on his vest. Another hold up. Drop that gun, you masked owl hoot. Ho, 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 ho. Girl, if you're making a mistake, I've caught you a You drop... caught, you mean? Call in the act. Now drop those guns or we'll really you. Very well. Let's get down, boys. Steady right. there. <coughs> Hank, kick those six shooters out of the owl hoot's reach. All right. There they go. Sheriff, these two men are the stage robbers. Ah, don't let them string us, Sheriff. My partner and I are just a couple of cowpokes heading south for the early roundups. This hombre waylays. Yeah, and he shot me. Look at my wrist. Sheriff, I'm not an outlaw. I'm on the side of the law. I suppose that's why you wear a mask. Well, I'm going to yank it off your face. Uh, one moment, Sheriff. Do the silver bullets in my gun belt mean anything to you? Silver or lead, they're all the same to me. I know they're made to shoot and kill. The Padre at the mission can tell you about me. 
We've known each other for a long time. The padre doesn't know the world. You could have pulled the wool over his eyes. That's so, but he isn't fooling you, Sheriff. You're a good lawman. Sheriff, these two men took a shipment of silver bullets and horseshoes from the stage. I don't know what they did with it, but it was being sent to me through the padre. Where'd the stuff come from? I... I'm sorry, Sheriff, but that's a secret. That means you don't know. If I find out there was such a shipment on the stage, those silver bullets in your gun belt will hang you. Ah, you're talking, Sheriff. He just the same as admitted he's one of the stage robbers. Where's your partner, fella? Let me explain. I've heard enough from you. Grab him, Hank. I got him. Now hold on to him. I'll help you, deputy. I've still got one good arm. Let me pistol whip him. No, he can't get away now. Sheriff, you're making a serious mistake. I don't make mistakes. Now, I'll take that mask off your face and handcuff you. As the sheriff reached for the Lone Ranger's mask, Toto, who had been too far away to be of any previous assistance, reached the fringe of the cedar brake. Seeing his friend's danger, he drew back into the evergreens and gave voice to a series of savage war whoops. Hey, what's this? At the same time, he emptied his six guns into the ground. Startled by the yells and shouts, which seemed to indicate an Indian attack, the sheriff, deputies, and outlaws turned their heads from the masked man and scanned the cedar brake. From the cover of the trees came more war whoops and another burst of firing. What are we up against? The instant Toto's prick drew the attention of the three lawmen, the Lone Ranger snatched up his guns and swung into the saddle with a sharp command. Steady, Sheriff. Steady, you deputies. I'm taking charge. He's covering all of us. Why, you... Now drop your guns. That's my friend in the cedar break. Then we haven't got a chance. There goes my gun. You better follow suit, boys. That's what we're doing. Sheriff, I'm sorry that I have to do this. But you gave me no other choice. I don't think that you'll go to the Padre. I know that I can't establish my innocence myself or convince you of the guilt of the real stage robbers. Still trying to throw the blame on those poor cowpokes, are you? Well, I'll sing you swing yet. Now, calm down, Sheriff. You talk them into shooting us. I've tried to tell you that I'm on your side. So is my friend. But our lives are at stake. Now, all of you had better walk a hundred feet down the ravine. At that moment, the lawmen and outlaws noticed that the horses they had left ground hitched had stampeded. There go our horses. You better head in the same direction. Come on, boys. Come on, you cowboys. He's letting us off easy. I'm leaving your guns here. By the time you find your horses and get back to your weapons, my friend and I will be out of bullet range. Even if you are, we'll run you down. As soon as the lawmen and self-styled cowpokes were far enough away to assure his Come escape, the... the Lone Ranger headed Silver into the cedar break where Tonto waited. Follow me, Tonto. The sheriff and his deputies will soon be on our trail. Get him up, scout. Why you not bring outlaws along? We're taking too much time to hunt down their horses. And where we go? We'll circle back and go to the mission. Only the padre can clear us. One, two, Get him up, scout. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue. It was the following day when the Padre returned from San Marco, where he had seen the sheriff on the Lone Ranger's behalf. He found the masked man and Indian waiting outside the mission stables with their horses. Smiling, the venerable priest reported, My son, it is well that I spoke for you. The sheriff was greatly outraged by the ruse which enabled you to escape from him and his deputies. It was only after a long and, um, I fear, a rather heated discussion that I was able to convince him of your innocence. <laughs> Thank you, Padre. Is he holding the real outlaws? Oh, they slipped away from him soon after your escape. Oh, then we have gained nothing. They cannot evade divine retribution. But maybe them kill more people before them die. Better we go after them. Toto, we're not equipped to hunt them now. Yesterday's ride almost wore off Silver's shoes. You used up most of your ammunition in the cedar break. I've only a few cartridges left. And what we do? I'll have to use iron shoes on Silver for the time being. It isn't far to Argentado, so we'll go there first. I'll wait outside the town while you buy cartridges and have Silver shod. We're not likely to lose much time. Oh, me savvy. And when we start... Right now, steady, Silver. Oh, steady, easy. steady. Adios, Padre. Adios, my son. A few hours later, Tonto stood in the Argentado blacksmith shop, watching Bert Collins pull off Silver's worn shoes. The smithy was saying, This stallion sure needs a showing. Hey, he got one off. Steady, Silver, steady, fellow. Oh, so that's the horse's name. Hey, engine. His shoe is silver, too. Well, what difference that make? None to me. I shoe horses for all kinds of people. I know how to mind my own business. But I'm going to tell you something I heard from Windy Bill. Hey, horse, give me that other hoof. Uh, what Bill feller say? Hey, he said two strangers were at the stage station yesterday when the manager got to talking about a hermit named old Jim shipping out a heavy box which the hold-up men probably took. Oh, me savvy. <clears throat> Off comes another shoe. Well, one stranger wanted to know whether this old Jim ever made any silver horseshoes. Oh, steady, silver, steady. Uh, what else, Bill, say? Nothing then. But later on, he came back and told me that the strangers had left town, heading for the hills where old Jim is supposed to stay. Yeah, that's the first time I ever heard of silver horseshoes. And this is the first time I ever saw any. Well, better you hurry job now. Tonto bought cartridges. Then, when silver had been shod with iron, led him back to the outskirts of town where the Lone Ranger waited. In a few words, he told what he had heard at the blacksmith shop. The masked man swung into the saddle, saying... Easy. Otto, that means the outlaws are trying to find Jim in our mine. Ah, and maybe Jim in danger. He may be dead even now. The crooks have been able to trail him to the mine. And them have one day start. Yes, we'll have to ride hard. Monster! It was the following day when Jim's trail led Rawhide and Pony Joe into one of the most isolated parts of the West. Rawhide was saying... Yeah, my wrist isn't bothering me a bit anymore. Yeah, the masked man is right about it. I'm still wondering who he is. <laughs> What's the difference? He's in line to hang for our holdup. Likely the sheriff has caught him again. Hey, pull up. Oh, 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 boy. What's the matter? Keep your voice down. I see a horse and mule over there by that hill. They're staked out. Yeah. And there's a shack by the side of the hill. Must be old Jim's place. 
Let's get down and leave our horses behind these rocks. All right, easy. <laughs> What'll we do, walk right in on them? No, we'll wait for them to come out. Old Jim, who had known the Lone Ranger before he donned a mask, was busy in the hillside shack which served not only as his living quarters and workshop, but as an entrance to a rich silver mine which he owned jointly with a masked man. Along one side of the shack ran a workbench on which the elderly keeper of the mine had neatly arranged many silver bullets and horseshoes, cast from refined ore which he had mined. The bench also held a multitude of tools, including cartridge shapers, crimpers, and cappers. On the shelf above it were several blue corrugated canisters labeled powder. A small smelter in which a fire burned brightly occupied one corner of the shack. Its flames illuminated the place. As he worked at his bench, old Jim talked to himself, as is the habit of many men who live alone. He was saying, Well, I reckon it must be time for supper. First off, I'd better fetch me a pail of water from the spring. <laughs> There's nothing like fresh water. Uh, thunderation is dark already. Get your hands up, fella, front of what, What's this all about? You heard me up with your hands or I'll plug you. Hey, hey I've got them up. Now, back up into your shack. We're coming after you. Hey. All right, that's far enough. Now stand against the wall and stand still. Take his gun, Rod. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got it. You keep him covered while I search the place. Hey, look at the silver stuff on the bench. Yeah, now, I bet he's got more than that. All right, where is it, old man? Uh, you see all there is. I only mine and smelled all when I needed. I don't believe you. Hey, Joe, look at what he had stashed in one of these powder cans. Yeah, what is it? Silver dust. And it's plenty heavy. I never knew silver came in dust like gold. It doesn't. This must be what he ground off the horseshoes. Be careful, fella. Don't drop that can. It's filled with fulminate of silver. Ful... What? Fulminate. It's a high explosive I use in the percussion caps I put in cartridges. You can't string us, old fella. And don't tell me that you're telling the truth either. Uh, listen, who ever heard of silver blowing up? We'll melt it down right here in the smell along with the bullets and horseshoes. And none of it can be identified. You fools, you'll kill all of us. I'm getting out of here. Hey, Rawhide. Hey, dodge me, he's getting away. I'll stop him. You got him. Fell outside by those rocks. Come on, let's take a look. Yeah. I didn't want to kill him so soon. When I find out whether he had any more silver around. Yeah, here he is. He only creased his skull. He's still alive. Then let's keep him alive and make him talk later on when he recovers consciousness. All right, now we better tie and gag him, then carry him back to the shack. What's the use of lugging him all the way back to the shack? He can't yell or get away. Yeah, that's so. All right, we'll just leave him here while we melt down the silver. Come on. Right. After re-entering the shack and closing the door, the crook set to work at the smelter first melting the bullets and horseshoes they had found on the bench and molding them into bars. As they sweated over the fire and molten silver, the Lone Ranger and Toto neared the shack, riding fast. We're close to the mine now. Quarter moon coming up. Soon it make light. Better we leave horses here, scout place and foot. Yes, that's what we'll do. As the masked man and Indian dismounted, Rawhide and Pony Joe cast another silver ingot. Rawhide was delighted. <laughs> Joe, we've got enough silver now to seize to old Mexico, even if we don't find any more. Uh, we still have the bullets and horseshoes in our saddlebags to melt down. Go get them. Yeah, let's melt that can of silver dust next. All right. Pour it into the crucible. Yeah. There it goes. Yeah, the fire's almost out. 
Throw in some more charcoal and pump the bellows. At that moment, the Lone Ranger and Tonto crouched behind the rocks near the entrance of the shack. As they listened to the faint thumping of the foot-operated bellows inside, they were startled by another sound close at hand. Somebody groaned. Where is he? Here, in shadow. It old Jim. Him shot. Is he? No. Dead? No, but him tied and gagged. Heart still beat strong. That's good. The outlaws are inside the shack. Take care of him while I try to find out what they're doing. As the Lone Ranger wormed his way toward the door of the shack, Tonto freed old Jim from his bonds and gag and gave him water. The aged mine keeper groaned again and opened his eyes. Uh, Tonto, you here? Uh-huh. Everything be all right now, Jim. Where's our friend? Well, him crawled to shack to see what outlaws do. Tell him to come back. He's going to his death. Outlaws not see him. It isn't the outlaws. That's what they're doing. They may blow up the place any moment. Back, Kimosabi. Back, quick. Come back or you'll be killed. The Lone Ranger was unaware of the danger which threatened him, but he knew his friends well enough to heed their warning. As he turned and came to his feet in a crouched position, preparing to dash back to the rocks, Rawhide, who had been alerted by Jim's yell, rushed to the loophole in the door. Hey, what's happening out there? Somebody was right outside. Now he's running back. Plug him. This will fix him. As Rawhide drew back the hammer of his six-gun, a sheet of flame filled the shack. The explosion of the heated fulminate hurled the outlaws against the walls with terrific force, wrecked the smelter and workbench, and blew out the door. The shock of the blast, which woke a hundred echoes among the moonlit hills, and the fierce outward rush of air from the shack, knocked the Lone Ranger from his feet, even though he had reached a zone safe from the flying debris. When he rose, he found both Tonto and Jim beside him. You hurt, Kimasabi? Not at all, Tonto. Jim, are you all right? I'm fit as a fiddle, except for a little headache. What happened in the shack? Those owl hoots tried to melt down fulminate of silver. While the Lone Ranger and Jim exchanged stories of the events leading up to the explosion, Tonto went in search of the outlaw's horses. A little later, the smoke cleared from the shattered cabin, permitting the masked man to explore it by candlelight. He soon rejoined Jim with a grim announcement. Well, the killers are dead. The shack will have to be rebuilt and much of your equipment replaced. That's a small price to pay for getting rid of those varmints. Perhaps Todd and I should remain and help you, Jim. Well, I'll take care of the bodies and dispose of the horses. I can fix up the shack myself. You and Tonto ride on to places where you really need it. Uh, me find horses, Kimasabi. Outlaws had stolen bullets and horseshoes in saddlebags. Me put them in our bags. Good. That supply will take care of my needs for quite a while. By the time you want more, I'll have them. <laughs> Jim, you're a true friend. If you have any difficulty in rebuilding the shack, let me know through the Padre. I'll drop you a line. With the two outlaws dead, the secret of our mine is safe again. But there's always a chance that someone else may discover it. So be careful. You may depend on that. Adios, Jim. Adios. Adios, amigos. Well, here's the pail I had when I started to the spring. Blown clear out of the shack. Well, if it doesn't leak, I'll begin right where I left off and fill it. <laughs> As I was saying, there's nothing like fresh water. And I'm saying now... There's nobody like the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.